0: Pretty shortly, Doug Ford will be in Barrie. He's uh, touring the area right now, looking at the uh, devastation following the tornado touching down yesterday afternoon. There will be many questions about whether or not the alert system was fast enough, uh, what was happening. We we definitely saw the alert come out. Uh, and e- even while we were on the air last night, my, by the way, my other job is to anchor uh, the uh, local global news Television news program between five thirty and six thirty with my co-anchor, five, uh, my co-anchor Nasser. and even throughout our newscast between five thirty and, and six in that first half hour, we were getting bumped off the air with the big, you know, the big red warning just coming up, you know, tornado warning, and so that was happening. So those warnings were out there. There will be questions about that, but there will also be very, very serious questions about w- what was the construction of those homes the homes that have been damaged have, have they been you know constructed to a point where they can withstand i mean obviously not every home can you know withstand and uh, what was it an ef2 is that right i believe so ef2 is what was what where it's confirmed to have st- uh, touched down but to get a better sense of where the research is right now i am pleased to welcome to the program gregory cop who is a professor of civil and environmental engineering at western university and also the re- lead researcher for the northern Tornadoes Project. Welcome. Hi, Alan. How are you? I'm well. Can you just let's start with what is the Northern Tornadoes Project?
1: Uh, it's a project where we're trying to identify every tornado that occurs in Canada, capture data for that, and make all of that data public. So We're trying to get a better idea of how many tornadoes actually occur in Canada and uh, and get more information about how intense they are.
0: Well, let's just take it high-level for one second, then. Is your research indicating that we have more tornado activity?
1: Yeah, we believe there's more tornadoes occurring in Canada than are being identified because we're quite a sparsely populated country, so there's a lot of tornadoes that occur in forests and things like that, and we want to identify all of those. Uh, A lot of the significant tornadoes occur when there's outbreaks, and if we don't get a true handle of how many are actually occurring and and getting information about those, we can't really identify the risk. So that's one of our motivations for finding every tornado.
0: I I was very interested to see your Twitter this morning as you were looking at some of the uh, damage and the damaged houses and and making some assessments. In in terms of your preliminary, looking at these photos and the, the damage, what what are you seeing in terms of the construction of these homes?
1: Well, we saw um, very typical failures uh, of a fairly strong tornado. So what happens with wood frame houses is one of the most vulnerable parts of a house is the roof. When the wind goes over the, or, or over and around the house, it wants to lift the roof up, and so the construction needs to be able to hold it down. And so we saw something like 20 houses with their roof off uh, in Barrie, and so that's quite a significant tornadic event. Uh, a few of them had their walls uh, torn off too, and, and there was a couple of houses where the first floor collapsed and it looked like the house had come off the foundation, but actually a whole floor of a house collapsed. So really quite significant damage.
0: What, What are you seeing in terms of building code? I guess there are two questions here, whether or not we need to start rethinking the code that we have, and then the second question would be, you know, from what you can tell, Are those buildings up to the codes that are in place right now?
1: Yeah, we've seen uh, in tornadoes uh, in Ontario, but across the country too, that often um, uh, the code isn't followed in terms of getting enough nails to hold the roof down. The code requires three nails per truss going into the wall and, uh, and several of the houses we could see uh, there was one in particular that I put on my Twitter where the roof uh, just slid off and you could look up and see that there was no nails uh, in many of the trusses or, or one. And uh, and that's just not adequate in a, in a tornado. Um, people might say, well, it's a strong tornado, so um, what can we do about it? But it would have reduced a lot of the damage, we believe. And uh, if you built a higher standard using technology for hurricanes, using hurricane straps, um, you could actually keep these roofs on in an event as strong as this tornado. So we wouldn't be talking then because all the roofs would still be on. And you could do that for a few hundred dollars per house, actually.
0: So the cost would be fairly minimal. I, I fairly guess there's, minimal, yeah. th- th- There's two things here then. In terms of the code that we have, what's your understanding in terms of inspection or enforcement? Do you have any ideas about whether, whether there's any of that at all?
1: Well, there is. Um, I think it's challenging for the inspectors to look at They have a lot of things to look at. And, and resistance for wind, uh, in my experience, isn't really one of them. So they're not really checking to see how the roof is fastened to the walls. And if you're worried about snow loads, it doesn't matter, right? The roof is sitting there and, and, and the weight of the snow, um, you know, you want the roof to hold that up. But, but for wind resistance, again, we have to hold the roof down. We have to hold the roof sheeting to end. keep the rain out and uh and that's uh something that's more difficult to inspect surely and um you know i don't think it happens you have to be there at the right time uh to also see it because the drywall goes on soon after and that will hide the connections so you'll never be able to see them after that so there's challenges with it for sure
0: the premier will be in in barry touring today and he may take some questions i'm just wondering if if you had an opportunity to speak with the Premier, would you counsel him to uh, begin a review of the building code in Ontario in light of the increased risk of tornadoes?
1: You know, I think we have a good code. Um, it's very good for energy efficiency. So it's these little details that need uh, need to be um, handled. And... Um, uh, we've been working with uh, a builder in St. Thomas, Ontario, who's, who's implementing our recommendations about putting in uh, hurricane straps and things like that, and so we think it's really doable to do that. Um, housing is expensive, and so we want to keep it as, as cost-effective as possible, and so our research indicates that it's not that expensive, so I think it's something that, that the province should look at for sure, especially in the south here where we have more tornadoes, uh, um, and, and ha- it happens regularly.
0: There's going to be a lot of people who are are listening to you right now who may actually be living in relatively new subdivisions. There's, you know, so many of them that within the last decade that, you know, formerly would have just been on pasture land. And they may be a little concerned to hear what you're having, what you're saying. I'm just wondering what your message to the average homeowner might be.
1: Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I really feel for the people who, who lost their houses here and, um, they're going to be out of their house for quite a while of past experiences is, is anything i remember the angus tornado a few years ago um where where there was uh, around 10 or 12 houses lost their roof for the same kind of reasons um and and i was there a year after and and some of them hadn't uh, even started reconstruction yet so that's that's really the challenging part i think is is you know home is where we go it's where we spent the last year in the pandemic and uh, so we need our homes to be resilient Hard to, hard to tell people with current homes what to do because it's quite, a, quite more expensive to, to renovate a house to make it resistant for these kind of windstorms after they're already built because you have to get behind the drywall. Um, so it's best if we could do it with new construction, and it's most cost-effective, and uh, I think there'd be widespread benefits.
0: Gregor, I appreciate your time. Thank you again for joining me today. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Alan.